Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Here we go. Jim Henson Home Entertainment presents Muppet Movie Scene 1A, Take 1. It's the masterpiece that started it all. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection. Come along with those lovable Muppets. My name is Kermit the Frog and I'm on my way to Hollywood. Moving right along. As they head off to Tinseltown. I want you to turn left if you come to a fork in the road. Featuring an all-star, all-rockin' cast. Kermit the Frog. I uh, hope you appreciate that I'm doing all my own stunts. Waka waka waka. Fozzie Bear. We'll be a team. The Great Gonzo. And everybody's favorite ham, Miss Piggy. I am an actress model. Can you catch that? I hear this movie is dynamite. Jim Henson's The Muppet Movie. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie The Muppet Movie from 1979. The studio was originally ITC Entertainment, they eventually folded into Universal, and then later on, of course, Disney obtained the rights to the Muppets and all of their films. The release date was June 22nd, 1979. The running time, the original version in the U.S. was 95 minutes. The U.K. version is actually 97 minutes, and basically it's just extra shots of the same scenes. The rating, of course, is G, the budget was $8 million, and the box office took in $65.2 million, making it the 10th ranked movie of 1979. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 88% fresh from 50 reviews. Their critics' consensus is, the Muppet movie, the big screen debut of Jim Henson's plush creations, is smart, lighthearted, and fun for all ages. Roger Ebert at the time gave it 3.5 out of 4 stars, and here's his review. Jolson sang, Barrymore spoke, Garbo laughed, and now Kermit the Frog rides a bicycle. The Muppet movie not only stars the Muppets, but for the first time, shows us their feet. And if you can figure out how they were able to show Kermit pedaling across the street, then you are less a romantic than I am. I prefer to believe he did it himself. He's pedaling on his way to Hollywood, and the Muppet movie itself is one of those origin stories so beloved by comic books. We've learned how Superman came into his extraordinary powers, and now here are the earliest days of the Muppets. Kermit, we learn, was born in a swamp. Well, maybe we could have guessed it. And he was born with an ability somewhat unusual to frogs. A talent for playing the ukulele, though I think it's really a banjo. (laughs) We encounter him sitting on a log and singing one of the movie's several Paul Williams songs. And for just a second, we wonder where Jim Henson is. That's because Kermit is quite clearly surrounded by water, and we can't for the life of us figure out where they hid the Muppeteer. It turns out, Henson was sitting in a watertight compartment and communicating with the rest of the crew via walkie-talkie, and that Kermit's hands on the instrument were animated by remote control, and that all sorts of technology went into making the Muppets movie. But after that first second, we quit wondering. This is magic, after all, so who wants to know where Henson is at? We also meet, of course, Miss Piggy, who falls instantly and curably in love with Kermit. And we get to know all of the Muppets better than we could on their television show. They turn out somehow to have the same emotions and motivations that we do. They are vain and hopeful, selfish and generous, complicated and true. They mirror ourselves, except they're a little nicer. And that's the end of Ebert's review. 
So I believe the first movie that I saw with the Muppets was actually 1984's The Muppets Take Manhattan, which is their third film. However, the original Muppet movie from 1979 is the best of all of the film adaptations, and when I finally saw it on television as a kid, I absolutely adored it. As Ebert mentioned, you get an origin story about your favorite characters that the TV show could never attempt, of course, due to time restrictions. Let's get into the main cast. So normally, this would be for the actors that are involved in the film I'm covering, but this film is a bit different. Here, we'll cover the creators of the Muppets franchise. First, there's, of course, Jim Henson, the main genius, and I do not use that term genius lightly. It, it's Jim Henson. Henson and his wife Jane, both puppeteers, created the Muppets in 1958 and then created their own company originally called Muppets Inc., which was later changed to the Jim Henson Company and is still independently owned and operated by the Henson family today, which is very commendable in today's business world. However, the Muppets specifically were sold to Disney in 2004. Jim joined Sesame Street in 1969 and he voiced the Ernie Puppet, along with having Kermit perform news reporter segments from time to time. He also created other characters, not the main ones, for various sketches and also directed, including the original C is for Cookie. Hansen and his team were worried about getting typecast for only children's entertainment, so they created a series of sketches for the original season of Saturday Night Live called Land of the Gorge, but it never really took off and many of the Saturday Night Live writers didn't really get what Hansen was trying to do. Writer Michael O'Donohue famously said, I don't write for felt. Henson then decided to create a Broadway production around the Muppets, which evolved into a TV variety show. There were two TV specials created in 1974 and 1975 in the United States, but it never turned into a fully developed series. However, from those specials, a British producer named Lou Grade agreed to co-produce and film the show in the UK. The show was, of course, picked up by, in the U.S. by ABC, and then it ran from 1976 to 1981. Now, in the film, Henson voices the following characters. Of course, Kermit the Frog, Rolf, Dr. Teeth, Waldorf, and the Swedish Chef. Next is Frank Oz. Oz was one of the early collaborators with Jim Henson after Jim's wife decided to quit the business in order to raise their children. In addition to his work with the Muppets, Oz is, of course, the original voice of Yoda from the Star Wars franchise. He later became a director, starting with 1982's The Dark Crystal, and then we covered his film Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in episode 137 with Steve Martin and Michael Caine. In the film, Oz voiced Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, and Sam the Eagle. Jerry Nelson began his career on Sesame Street being a puppeteer and voicing Count Von Count, which he did from 1972 until 2004, and then continued to be the voice of the Count up until his death in 2012. He was also the first puppeteer for Snuffleupagus. For the Muppets, his characters included Floyd Pepper, Crazy Harry, Robin the Frog, Lou Zealand, Camilla, and the voice of Blue Frackle. Richard Hunt <laughs> also began his career on Sesame Street, mostly handling the background characters. Now, on the Muppets, his characters included Scooter, Statler, Janice, Sweetums, and Beaker. Dave Goltz was a big fan of the Muppets and met Jim Henson at a puppetry festival in 1972. His break was working on The Muppet Show, and his characters included The Great Gonzo, Zoot, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, Doglian, Arakian in the El Slizo Cafe, and Nigel. The director of the film was James Frawley. Frawley began as a TV director, most notably directing 28 episodes of the Monkey series and five episodes of That Girl. The Muppet movie was one of the few feature films he directed, as the majority of his career before and after was on television. 
The screenwriters, Jerry Jewell and Jack Burns. Now, Burns was most notable for me because he was part of the comedy duo in the early 1960s with George Carlin. He was later part of the popular comedy duo Burns and Schreiber. Okay, let's get into the film. So it opens unlike any other film, which makes sense since it's the Muppet movie. Your favorite characters all arrive at a private screening of this new movie they just filmed. I'm Stedler. I'm Waldorf. We're here to heckle a Muppet movie. Gentlemen, that's straight ahead. Private screening room D. Private screening? Yeah, they're afraid to show it in public. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh look at this place. Yeah. What a dump. Bunch of weirdos around here. Look at them. Yes, I know you all. What hey, is ladies, is this seat taken? I'm so nervous. If I'm not funny, I won't be able to live with myself. Well, then you'll have to get another apartment, won't you? You know, I hear this movie is dynamite. Get it here, fresh organic popcorn. Only a buck. Oh, honey, bite me some, please. Oh, sure, mama, nothing's too good for my woman. Woman! 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 Well, I like the movie fine so far. It hasn't started yet. That's what I like about it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Mr. The Frog. Uh, is it okay for me and my boomerang fish to be in your movie? Hey. I, I told you, Lou, not in the movie or at the screening. Hey, but watch. <clears throat> Whoa. Permit. Does this film have socially redeeming value? Oh, I, 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 I certainly hope so, Sam. Sorry about that. Oh, hi, Biggie. Oh, I tried to save you a seat, but somebody took it. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first screening of the Muppet movie. Uh, but before we begin, I'd like to thank everyone who contributed to this film, starting with the little people, from the hairdressers to special effects. That's enough of that, Harry. To the costume designers, to the prop makers. Speeches are not necessary, dear. Roll the film. Yeah, but I'd like to thank everybody for all of their hard work and their patience and their willingness to. Roll film! Is this about how the Muppets really got started? Well, it, it's sort of approximately how it happened. So growing up, my favorite characters were always the Swedish Chef, Animal, and then Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. As I've gotten older, all of the characters have their own charm, but Statler and Waldorf are now my favorites, since they are the best movie critics ever. Back to the film, we then cut to an iconic movie song, The Rainbow Connection, performed by Kermit playing his banjo in a Florida swamp, of course written by Paul Williams. This is also my co-worker and friend Stephanie's ringtone, which plays so loud when she gets a phone call, and we'll discuss that when she's on the show a little bit later. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Next, we get the first of many cameos of film stars from the past and present, present for the time, 
and that would be Dom DeLuise, who plays Bernie the agent and appears at Kermit Swamp to get him into show business. I mean, Kermit's a singing frog. He's a surefire hit. And this is where you find the genius of the Muppets. They weren't just for kids, but for adults as well, especially due to the witty dialogue. And when you can get all ages to be interested in a film, you're going to be very successful, as the Muppets were and are. Help! Hello! This is a serious call for help! Uh, yeah? Someone help! Ah! Uh, I said, oh! Oh! You! You with the banjo! Uh, can you help me? I have lost my sense of direction. Uh, have you tried Harry Krishna? Uh, no. No, I mean I'm really lost. Uh, one second. Uh, darn, I missed. You know, that's the first thing to go on a frog, his tongue. The tongue goes and you can't catch flies. Oh, that's rough. I'm sorry about your tongue, but yeah. I have to get out of this swamp. I have to catch a plane. With that tongue? No way. <laughs> but seriously, there's a boat dock just downstream. Thank you. Just watch out for the alligators. I will. Alligators? That's right. Did you say alligators? Read my lips. Alligators. It's just that I'm not used to alligators where I come from. See, I'm an agent. I I winged in from Hollywood. Hollywood? That's right. Did you say Hollywood? Read my lips. Hollywood. You know, Hollywood. The Dream Factory. The Magic Store. Hey, don't you ever go to the movies? Oh, sure, there's a double feature in town every Saturday. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. What? There's an ad in here that you should be very interested in. Feast your eyes on that. Uh, Worldwide Studios announces open auditions for frogs wishing to become rich and famous. Well, thanks anyway, but I'm really pretty happy where I am. Oh, oh, if I were you, I would give this audition very careful consideration. You've got talent, kid. Singing, telling jokes. I mean, if you get your tongue fixed, who knows? You can make millions of people happy. Millions of people happy? Millions! Hey, if you ever come west to Hollywood, look me up. Bernie, the agent. Oh, hey, well, listen, Bernie, the agent. Why don't you say hello to Arnie the alligator? What? Arnie! Ah! Arnie, ah, wait a minute. Ah, 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 oh, ah, careful, ah, Arnie. Stay! Ernie, that's okay. Leave him alone. All right, he's from Hollywood. Hollywood. Gee. Well, I... I'd miss this whole swamp, but... Millions of people happy. The other brilliant part of the Muppets is that you truly care about these characters. Of course, they're puppets, but you suspend disbelief and think of them as almost real. The intricate detail of the puppeteers when the characters move, their mouths, or having Kermit ride a bike is just fabulous. Kermit arrives that night to the El Slizo Cafe, which might be the greatest name for a nightclub that I've ever heard. This is also where Kermit meets his lifelong friend Fozzie Bear. Waka waka. Other cameos in the scene include James Coburn, who's thrown out from the bar, Madeline Kahn, Telly Savalas, and Paul Williams. The El Slizo Cafe. Hmm. Foreign food. Hmm. Doesn't smell promising, but uh, the frog's gotta eat. Oh, 
Oh. Huh. A rough place, huh? That's the toughest, meanest, filthiest pest hole on the face of the earth. Well, why not complain to the owner? I am the owner. Hello, sailor. Buy me a drink? Uh, oh, you see, I, I'm not a sailor, I'm a frog. Ah, uh, cut the small talk and buy me a drink. But I don't even know you. Hey. You're making a move, my girl. No, sir. He did too. He touched me. Ugh, go wash. You'll get what? No, you see, that's just a myth. Yeah, but she's my myth. No, no, myth, myth. No. What the hell? Showtime! Showtime at the El Suizo! vacationing El Slizo dancing girls, the funny, furry, fabulous, fuzzy bear. Waka, 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 waka. Hey, you're a great crowd. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Hey, waka, waka. Ah, waka, waka, waka. Here I am, Fuzzy Bear, to tell you jokes both old and rare. Waka, waka, waka. Ah. Hey, let's start things off with a bang. Thank you, sir. Waka, 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 waka. This guy's lost. Maybe you should try Harry Krishna. Grief, it's a running gag. Uh, 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 there was this sailor who was so fat. How fat was he? Uh, he was so fat that everybody liked him and there was nothing funny about him at all. The problem! Uh, oh, wait, please, oh, please, please, wait. I'm trying so hard. Please don't do that. I'm a professional. I've had three performances. Of course, Fozzie bombs as a stand-up comic, but Kermit tries to save the day with a musical dance number, which disgusts the crowd even more as the two are literally thrown off stage. Kermit then invites Fozzie to come with him to Hollywood because if they're auditioning frogs, they must need bears too. Okay, everybody, drinks on the house! No drinks up here? What you talking about? The bartender said there were drinks on the house. Works every time. Oh. Well, uh, hey, listen, uh, my name is Kermit the Frog, and I'm on my way to Hollywood. Hollywood? You want to join me? Big time showbiz. That's always been my dream. Yeah, well, they're holding auditions for frogs next week, and if they need frogs, they must need bears, too. Ah, my car's right outside. Uh, Gee, a Studebaker. Where'd you get it? Oh, my uncle left it to me. Huh? Is he dead? No, he's hibernating. 
Dorothy, you really do have a lot of talent. Thank you. You know, how about you and me putting together an act? Ah, uh, not sorry. I only work as a single. Oh, okay. All right, you talked me into it. We'll be a team. Oh, good. What's this? Hey, you better pull over here. Yes, sir. Ah. Hey, what's going on? Howdy, Mr. Ah. Frog. I'm a businessman with a proposition. What? Let me show you something that might change your whole life. Hop right on over here, my little green friend. Uh, uh, listen, mister. Uh, That's it. <laughs> now, this is the kind of chance you can't afford to pass up. <laughs> no, 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 don't be afraid. Watch the window. Hmm? What's that? Ah. Hi, I'm Doc Hopper. Inviting you to hop on down and get some Hopper's French fried frog legs. Right here, at the sign of the bright green legs. Good grief. Come on, come on. <laughs> Hurry, 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 hurry. Frog legs, frog legs, frog legs so fine. Hoppers is the place. You should die. There's cheese legs, bacon legs, chili legs, too. French fried frog legs, barbecue. If you want just a snack, then here is the one. A frog leg burger on a bright green bun. Oh, that is terrible. That's the most appalling, disgusting, revolting thing I've ever seen. I know. I'm a great businessman and a sweet fella, but I do lack the skills of a performer. You also make a lousy frog. You, on the other hand, make a terrific frog. What? He's right, you know. You are very likable, Kermit. The bear's right. You, my little likable friend, are going to do all our television commercials. No way. Well, hold it. Now, just a minute. There's $500 in it for you up front. $500 is just the beginning. Mm. You could be earning this much every year. Let's go, Fuzzy. $500? Would you consider a bear in a frog suit? Fuzzy! Uh, yes, sir. I just lost my head. I, I... Just a minute, Mr. Frog. Everything's negotiable. Okay, here we go, here we go. Sorry! Hey, oh, my uh, daddy! Uh, 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 yes, sir, yes, sir. Let's go! Uh, here we go. Money! Follow that frog! Max! Follow that frog with me in the car! I'm sorry, Doc, I just got excited. Hey, do you like the frog? Isn't he terrific, Doc? Terrific, Max, terrific. Now go! But you promised me a reward. Later, Max. Now follow that frog. <laughs> Doc Hooper, played by Charles Durney, will be on the tail, or legs, of Kermit for the entire film to get him to be the mascot for his restaurant. Durning is best known as Moretti in Dog Day Afternoon. And you might remember Austin Pendleton, who plays Doc's bumbling assistant Max, as the stuttering lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Though it doesn't always come to mind when thinking about the Muppet movie, it's essentially a musical, which would probably make it one of my favorite musicals. The Blues Brothers being a top, though, for me. And the next song is a duet for Fozzie and Kermit called Moving Right Along. And then you get a cameo from Sesame Street's Big Bird. Send someone to fetch us, we're in Saskatchewan. Moving right along, dooggy-dong, you take it, you know best. Hey, I've never seen the sun come up in the west. 
his natural habitat, a Studebaker. Hey, Fuzzy, look up ahead. What is that? Maybe we should give him a ride. I don't know, he's pretty big. Hey there, wanna lift? Oh, no thanks. I'm on my way to New York City to try to break into public television. Ah. Good luck. Moving right along with two leaf birds of a feather. We're, we're in this together, and we know where we're going. Movie stars with flashy cars and life with the top down. We're storming the big hill. Yeah, storm is right. Should it be snowing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Moving right along. Hey. Hey, Fuzzy. Look, look up ahead there. There's one of those duck hopper billboards. Ah. Maybe you better pull over. Yes, sir. Oh. Kermit, that's you. <laughs> you got the picture, boy. You see what I mean? Kermit the Frog, symbol of Doc Hopper's French fried frog legs. Isn't that splendid? Just splendid. Just take a look at it. All I can see are millions of frogs on tiny crutches. Now listen, boy. Don't you want to be rich and famous? Not working for you, I don't. That's right. Crutches. Shut up, Max. We're a small-time operation, but we're expanding, expanding, just like you frogs expand. Don't you frogs expand? That's a myth. What? Myth, myth. Yes. Mm hmm. Come on, bear. Burn rubber. Yes, sir. Hey, frog. That's the second time. Max, I've done my best with that frog. Now's the time to do my worst. Open the door. No, you open the door. What? I'm through, Doc. The frog is right. You're asking him to do something terrible. I can't be a part of it. It's a moral decision, and I'll stand by it. I'll double your percentage. I'll open the door. Kermit, where are we? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we, we're just traveling down this little black line here. And uh, we just crossed that little red line over the air. Oh, well, how about let's take the blue line, huh? Uh, no, we can't take that. That's a river. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, sure. Uh, listen, Kermit, uh, why don't wait, we just wait, go wait, right from... Hmm? Hey, Fuzzy. Yeah? Who's driving? Okay, back it up. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Fuzzy, where did you learn to drive? I took a correspondence course. This looks like a nice quiet spot. Uh-huh. We got another cameo from the Miss Joke, this time from Carol Kane. Kermit and Fozzie arrive at what looks like an empty church, but it's really a hangout for everyone's favorite band, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. You would have to think that Animal was partially inspired by the Who's drummer, Keith Moon. Hey, cool everybody. Oh, deep. Oh, ho. Oh. Our 
our gentle morning melodies have attracted wandering admirers. Hey, who are you guys? We am, is, are, and be they whom as are known as the electric mayhem. <laughs> uh, he's Dr. Teeth. Golden teeth and golden tones. Welcome to my presence. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Floyd. I blow bass. And I'm, uh, I'm Zoot. Sax is your axe. Uh-oh, Zoot skipped the groove again. Oh, wow, like I'm Janice on the guitar, for sure, really. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Animal. Show him what you do, Animal. Ah, what do? Eat drums! <laughs> oh, no, beat drums, beat drums! Beat drums, beat drums! Tell Animal, Don, back, back, sit, sit! Hey, don't forget about me. I'm Scooter, the band's road manager. Oh, yeah, the road manager. We couldn't go anywhere without him. Well, he's the man with the contacts. No, he's the man with the van. <laughs> yeah, we're taking this old church and turning it into a coffee house. Yeah, with real good music and organic refreshments. Oh, it'll be so fine and laid back and mellow and profitable. Ah, <laughs> Yeah, but what brings you dudes here? Oh, 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 listen, oh, see, uh, Kermit here, he was living in the swamp, Fuzzy. and then a fisherman came along. Fozzie, you can't, you can't tell him the whole story. You'll bore the audience. Oh, sorry. But, uh, Kermit, uh, the band here wants to know. Well, let him read the screenplay. Ah, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, you see, it's, uh, it starts here on, uh, page one. The Muppet movie, huh? Hmm, let's see. Exterior swamp, day. In a long helicopter shot, we discover Kermit the Frog playing his banjo and singing. A Hollywood agent starts the frog traveling west. Doc Hopper comes on strong and they get to this church. Interior church, day, fuzzy. They all look like Presbyterians to me. Kermit and Fozzy come walking down the aisle to the thunderously loud music of Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem, which am us. This is a narrative of very heavy-duty proportion. Cosmic, man, yeah. you gotta keep his little froggy self away from this hopper dude. Too true, too true. It is indeed a problem for us to probosculate upon. But it seems to me that the frog and the bear are temporarily out of service. So to help out Kermit from being pestered by Doc Hooper for their journey to Hollywood, the band decides to disguise Fozzie's car by painting it. But they go a little bit overboard, as you would expect, with a hippie paint job, but we do get a great song out of the montage. Can you picture that? Really nothing to it. Anyone can do it. It's easy and we all know how. Now begins a changing, mental rearranging. Nothing's really where it's at. Daddy Apple is holding up a flower. I gave it to a Texas cat. Can you picture that? Can you bag 
While avoiding Doc Hooper and Max, Kermit and Fozzie meet another Muppet favorite, Gonzo, and his girlfriend Camilla, the chicken. Camilla, great plumbers are born not made. I'm a prince of plunger, fair me. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Well, just wait till we get there. Funny. Yeah. Look at that funny little truck. Yeah. Cute, huh? Oh, it's coming straight at us. We got hit. We missed it. Oh, you call that a miss? You guys okay? Why are you hopping up and down? Because I'm hopping mad. Guy's got a sense of humor. Hey, why don't you join us? Where are you going? We're following our dream. Really? I have a dream too. Huh? But you'll think it's stupid. No, no, no. tell us, tell us. Well, I want to go to Bombay, India and become a movie star. You don't go to Bombay to become a movie star. You go where we're going, Hollywood. Sure, if you want to do it the easy way. We picked up a weirdo. Now the guys decide to trade in their vehicles and arrive at Madman Mooney's <laughs> used car lot. Mooney is played by comic legend Milton Berle. Mooney has an assistant known as Sweetums, who is a very large ogre-looking character, but he's a gentle giant. Hey, look up ahead. There's Madman Moonies. What's that? That's a used car lot. See, we can trade in both these old cars and get one big one. Wait, trade in my uncle's scooter back there? Sure. Oh, when he wakes up, he'll kill me. Hey, you're swinging this turn very wide. Well, hold it, will you? Just, here we go. Up the bump. Okay, here we go. Hold on. All right. Pull it up ahead there. Look at these cars. Kermit, yeah. Kermit, are you yeah. going to sell my There's plunger, There's all kinds of great cars out no, here. No, he's not going to sell your plunger. Yeah, look at him up there. Okay, pull it up a little further there, buddy. Where should I stop? All these cars out here. How should I stop? A little bit farther. Well, okay, Easy. here. Hey, hold on. Ah! Hold on. Ah! Ah! Everybody out of the car. Okay, chickens here first. Oh, my dear friends, welcome to Madman Mooney's Hubcap Heaven. Today, today is your lucky day. It is? Yes, it is. You, you for example, you're, you're driving the wrong car. I am. I can put you in this German street machine for only $2,000, less a $12 trade-in on your old vehicle. Now, this this car is one of the great... <laughs> Detachable fenders for narrow garages. No, thanks. Hey, what is this pile of... Jack, get rid of this heap. Come out here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the matter with you? <laughs> That's my Jack. Oh, hi, Jack. Jack not name, Jack Jaw. <laughs> How many times have I told you not to talk to the customers? Yeah, oh, no. Just move this, move it, you understand? But seriously, friends, Madman Mooney doesn't believe in all that dealing and wheeling. No, the price on the sticker is the price you pay. And never more, and never less. Uh, we'll take that one for $11.95. That's our $12 trade-in. You owe us a nickel. 
<laughs> oh, thank you very much. Hey, we're all going to Hollywood. You want to come with us? Hollywood? That's strange, you just ran away. Well, move and run along, Fuzzy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Watch where you're going now, Fuzzy. Yes, sir. Hey! Hey, where are you going? Hey, wait for me! Hey, I want to go to Hollywood! Hey, wait for me! Come on, guys! Wait, please! I want to go to Hollywood! Next, the guys stop at a county fair. This is where we get a cameo from Elliot Gould, also Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. And then Kermit meets his eventual love interest, Miss Piggy. For those that don't know Edgar Bergen, one, he is the father of actress Candace Bergen, of course, of Murphy Brown fame. And Edgar Bergen was famous in the 1930s and 40s for his ventriloquist routine with a puppet named Charlie McCarthy, who would always wear a top hat and monocle. This was Bergen's last film before his death. Well, it's time to announce the winner of this year's Bogan County Beauty Pageant. You sure grow pretty around here, don't we? All right, here they are. The first What's over there, Kermit? Over there. Debbie Sue Anderson. Ah, nice looking girls, huh? Wow, nice looking chickens. What? Oh, no hard feelings, honey. And now, before Aww. announcing the winner, I think we should thank the judges of today's contest, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. You're not going to believe who the winner is, folks. Oh, come now, Charlie. It's their movie. Oh, so it is. <laughs> and here she is, folks. This year's Miss Bogan County, Miss... Piggy! Oh, 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 Piggy! Wow! It's a pig! Did you see that? I just want to say one thing. This is the happiest moment of my This is where we get a funny montage of Miss Piggy singing about Love at First Sight with Kermit. Her singing is so terrible, which of course makes it hilarious. Of course, Kermit invites Miss Piggy to join him for ice cream, and we get a cameo from the great Bob Hope as an ice cream vendor. Oh! Oh! 
Excuse me. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, of course. Uh, listen, uh, congratulations on winning the beauty contest. Oh, thank you. Of course, normally I don't uh, do anything so trivial. I am an actress model. Oh, is that right? Well, uh, well I, I'm going to be a performer, too. Ooh. Hey, Kermit, who's a cute-looking pig? I beg your pardon? If you were a chicken, you'd be impeccable. Gonzo. Hey, I thought we were gonna go get some ice cream. Oh, well, in a minute, I'll join you. Mm. Uh, well, uh, uh, what are you doing in town? Short, green, and handsome. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, we're headed west. Really? Yeah, but, uh, you know, I really should join my friends for ice cream. You, you want to come along? Me? You, you mean it? Oh, oh I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, oh, don't move. Oh, oh. Hmm. Hello. I'd like an ice cream. Uh, what do you want? Chocolate, vanilla, coffee, peach fudge, rum banana? Honey. Honey? I beg your pardon. I hardly know you. Ah. But seriously, I'd like a honey ice cream cone for me and a dragonfly ripple for my friend the frog. Okay, one honeycomb for the bear, ah. and one dragonfly ripple for the frog. Yucca. Don't get them mixed up. Gotcha. Also at the fair, Gonzo buys balloon from a vendor played by comic legend Richard Pryor. <laughs> All right, all right, Camilla, I'll get you a balloon, but you have to pick the color, red or green. Can I give you a word of advice? What? Why not take both? <gasps> what a wild idea! Yeah, a beautiful chicken like that deserves two balloons. <laughs> You're right. I have guys come in all the time. Sometimes they get a bunch of balloons for the girls. They go gaga for it. Gaga? I'll take the whole bunch! Gaga! Gaga! Gonzo? Where they went? Fozzie! Kermit! Kermit! Oh, oh hey, Kermit! Hey, uh, where's your pig friend? Well, I'm not really sure. She said she was coming for ice cream, but, uh... Yeah, so I see. What for? You said I could come with you. Yeah, but to buy ice cream, not to Hollywood. We're going to Hollywood? No, I, I mean, listen. When I when I said, I mean, well, when you heard the... Uh, oh, brother. Gonzo? Gonzo? What are you doing? About seven knots! Oh, oh, oh. We'll follow you uh, to the car. Yes, sir. Gonzo, we're coming! The gang follows Gonzo, who is floating away from all of the balloons he purchased. Step on it, Fuzzy. Yes, sir. Oh, Kermit, you're a born leader. Now, where is he? Oh, isn't this great? Here I am, floating in space. Oh, this is the place to be. Whoopee! Fuzzy! Yes? Uh, bear left! What? Bear left! Right frog! What? Never mind. That's cute, huh? Oh, oh! Oh, this is... Look at our little car down there! Oh, this is like a 
Miss Piggy decides she wants to stop that night for a romantic dinner with Kermit, and the waiter is played by none other than Steve Martin, who also happens to be wearing short shorts. It's a great scene. Kermit! He was so courageous, so magnificent. Gee, I don't know what to say. Say the bear was magnificent. After all, I did the driving. And I took a hundred-foot belly flop onto a moving car. Yes, but Kermit assumed the awesome responsibility of command. Gee. Oh, brother. Um, why don't we stop somewhere for the night uh, and have a quiet little dinner for two? Terrific! I'll eat with you, Miss Piggy. Yeah. Not you, buzzer beak. Just mon capitan and moi. Well, uh, that, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, that might be nice. Piggy, you look lovely tonight. Thank you. I'm so sorry if I kept you waiting. Oh, it was worth it. How charming of you. I, um, I, uh, took the liberty of ordering us some wine. Oh, waiter. Yes? May I help you? Uh, uh, the, uh, the wine, please. You mad impetuous thing, it's champagne. Not exactly. Sparkling Muscatel, one of the finest wines of Idaho. Uh, uh, well, you may serve us now, please. Oh, may I? Look how he does that. Yeah, very suave. Mm. Don't you want to smell the bottle cap? Oh, oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. smells good. Yes. Would you like to taste it first? Well, uh, I think he's supposed to. Uh, 
Uh, would you taste it for us, please? Excellent choice. Should be for 95 cents. Mm. And um, may we have straws, please? Yes. I expected that. Thank you. Uh, that'll be all for now. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Here's to you, Miss Piggy. Oh. Drink up. Beautiful evening, isn't it? And the, the moon is just lovely. But, no, Miss Piggy, the moon doesn't look like you. Are you Miss Piggy? Yes. Telephone. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I, I did place one phone call to my agent. Uh, it'll only be an insitinsy moment. What the hell? the dog. Sit yourself down. Kermit. Kermit the Farm. Pleased to meet you. I'm no hyphen, but I get by. Oh, that, was, that was very nice. Oh, a broken heart, right? Was it sure? Listen, when you've been tickling the ivories as long as I have, you've seen a broken heart for every drop of rain. A shattered dream for every fallen star. Exactly. She just walked out on me. Yeah, typical. That's why I live alone. You do, huh? You bet. I finish work, I go home, read a book, have a couple of beers, take myself for a walk and go to bed. Nice and simple. Stay away from women. That's my motto. But I can't. Neither can I. That's my trouble. You can't live with them, you can't live without them. There's something irresistible-ish about them. We grin and bear it cause the nights are long. I hope that something better comes along. I see what you mean. After the song with Rolf, 
We are then introduced to the wacky Professor Max Craftsman, which could only be played by Mel Brooks. You Kermit the Frog? Yeah. Phone! Huh. It's not often you see a guy that green have the blues that bad. Mm. Uh, uh, hello? Come here, please! <laughs> Piggy, is that you? Yes, that's her. And this is Doc Hopper. <laughs> you listen, frog, and listen good. Step outside the motel right now. My guys will meet you there. Well, uh, uh, what if I don't? And your girlfriend will be ham hocks by breakfast. <laughs> oh, come here, don't, 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 don't. Uh, are you the guys I'm supposed to meet? <laughs> That's good, Glenn. That's good. That's nice and tight. <laughs> the professor's here, Doc. Uh, show me in. Show me in. Kermit, I'm not a bit worried. I know you're planning something bold and clever. Oh, uh, I got us this far, didn't I? How are you? Professor Craftsman. It's good to see you, Doc, you little rustic devil, you. Where's my victim? I mean patient. Step this way, of Professor. Course. Let me introduce you to your patient. Professor Craftsman is the world's leading authority on mind control in frogs. It's a very rapidly growing field. Hmm? You like garlic, don't you? Tell us what you're going to do to our little Kermit. Mm. Well, we're going to perform an electronic cerebrectomy. Mm. Hmm? A what? An electronic <gasps> cerebrectomy. <laughs> What's that? It's something so sensational that you'll have to hold on to your hat. Yes. When a German scientist says, hold on to your hat, it's not casual conversation. Hold on to your hat. Hat, hold. Good. What we're going to do is bring out a machine that's going to wow you. Boitram! Boitram, you! Bring out the machine! Wait till you see this. You think we're sleeping in Dusseldorf? You think we're taking a nap in Cologne? No, we're working at night. Each night, a new dial, a new knob, a diode, a transistor. Cerebrectomy, cerebrectomy, electronic cerebrectomy. Mm. What does it do? What does it do? What does it do? It turns the brains into guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'll pull out of this, okay? Wonderful. <laughs> Second? <laughs> I detest the surfeit of provincial laughter. Now, we take your friend, the little F-O-R-G, put him in the chair, clamp on the terminals, drop the electronic yamaka, and throw what we call in German, the switch. <laughs> yes, you little green devil, soon it'll be a hot time in the old skull tonight. <laughs> Thank you, hair machine. Now, the frog will do your bidding. He will do your every whim, your every wish. He will do your television commercial. Yes, he will sell your frog's legs. <laughs> Zapparoonie. Head full of jelly. A noggin full of library paint. Let's fry them brains. <laughs> oh, Professor Crossman, you've got a funny.
one job. I love it, I love it. If I can inflict a little pain during the afternoon, I sleep good at night. Oh, well, we'll let you get on with it then. My pleasure. Max. I'll be back later to pick up what's left of the frog. What's left of the frog? You can have everything. Excuse the braid. <laughs> all right. Bring over the frog. Oh, oh, honey, whatever happens next, I wouldn't give up this evening together for anything, would you? Uh, uh, make me an offer. Hey. Okay, I got him. I got him. Good. Good, 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 good. And why don't we take a little seat, Kermit? Oh, hands down. Feeding some place. Oh, will you stop whimpering? Go out like a frog, a little toad. Okay, hair machine, this is big time here. Ready to go to work? Hand clamps. Foot clamps. <laughs> you can struggle all you want now, frog. It'll do you very little good. All right, and now it's time to drop the electronic beanie. Soon there'll be enough voltage coursing through your little frog brain to light up Cincinnati. There oh, you go. Please, please, not my frog, please. Say goodbye to the frog, pig. Why should I? Because in 10 seconds, he won't know you from kosher bacon. That does it! going on here? A pig that goes bananas? What is this, a luau? Where, where'd she go? What's your oh thing? Boy. What happened to her? Oh, get her! I must reach the switch. I must switch. I must reach. Now, Kimmy! Oh, thank you. Ribbit! 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 Now, the great part about that last scene was that they made Miss Piggy's eyes super wide, which made her look insane, but perfect for the scene. However, after saving Kermit, Miss Piggy gets a call from her agent, who just happened to know that she was at the laboratory where she was kidnapped. <laughs> she then decides to take a commercial and leave Kermit. Then the film melts away and we go back to the film screening. As a matter of fact, this happened when I saw Showgirls back in 1995. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other time. In any case, the Swedish chef, who is always amazing, was the film operator in the theater and was probably working at the same theater when I saw Showgirls back in 1995. Shall we go now, Kermit? Well, uh, just a second. Hello? Piggy, it's your agent. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> yeah, Marty, what do you got? Commercial? How much? Mm-hmm. When? Take it.
Hey, what happened? It's been the morning, the burn, the burn, the flip, 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 flip. Don't worry, animal, your big scene is coming up. Yeah, yeah, just be cool and eat another seat cushion. Thank you, sir! Well, how do you like the film? I've seen detergents that leave a better film than this. Oh! <laughs> well, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm having a great time. Oh, good. The film is okie dokie. Good, roll film. Film is rolling. Rolf replaces Miss Piggy on the trip to Hollywood, but soon they find her hitchhiking on the freeway and, of course, pick her up but not very enthusiastic about it since she keeps bailing on them. Normally for these episodes, at this point in a movie, I would stop talking about it in order not to spoil any endings. But it's the Muppet movie. You've either seen it already or really wouldn't mind hearing the outcome if you haven't seen it. So on we go. The gang's car breaks down and they're stranded on the highway. So we get a campfire scene while Gonzo gets a chance to sing his own song, I'm Going Back There Someday, which is the most serious song from the film. There's not a word yet for old friends who've just met. Part heaven, part space, or have I found my place? You can't just visit, but I plan to stay. I'm going to go back there. Someday I'm going to go back there Someday Kermit decides to have a heart-to-heart with himself and then is saved by Dr. Teeth and the band. I didn't promise anybody anything. What do I know about Hollywood anyway? Just the dreams I got from sitting through too many double features. So why did you leave the swamp in the first place? Because some agent fella said I had talent. <laughs> he probably says that to everybody. On the other hand, if you hadn't left the swamp, you'd be feeling pretty miserable anyhow. Yeah. But then it would just be me feeling miserable. Now I got a lady pig, and a bear, and a chicken, a dog, a thing, whatever Gonzo is. He's a little like a turkey. Yeah, a little like a turkey, but not much. No, I guess not. Anyhow, I brought them all out here into the middle of nowhere. It's all my fault. Still, whether you promised them something or not, you gotta remember, they wanted to come. But that's because they believed in me. No, they believed in the dream. Well, so do I, but... You do? Yeah, of course I do. Well, then... I guess I was wrong when I said I never promised anyone. I promised me. Hmm. Hmm. What's happening? At the moment, we're what's happening. 
It's, it's wonderful to see you guys, but how did you ever find us? Oh, easy. We just read the screenplay you left us. Exterior Desert Night. We knew right where you were. <laughs> like, can you get behind it? Hey, listen, when do you dudes have to be at that audition? Two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Well, climb aboard the bus. We'll have breakfast at Hollywood and Vine. And everyone is moving right along now. Carmi, whisper sweet nothings into my ear. Uh, motorcycle cop. Motorcycle cop is a sweet nothing? Well, motorcycle cop is chasing us. <gasps> hey, Dr. Teeth, you better pull over. Hey, easier done than said. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Drag City. Where do we do now, huh? Oh, dear. Hey, hey, the man with the badge. The police, the cops, the fuzz, the P.I. Don't you dare! Well, I wouldn't think of it. Uh, uh, did we do something wrong, officer? <gasps> oh, come on, it's him! Oh, okay, gang, let him explain. This whole disguise is only so I could warn you. Oh, oh yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought the doc was going to hurt Kermit. I only thought he was going to lean on him a little. But now he's got this frog killer in from the coast, and the man is deadly. Oh, no, Kermit, what are we going to do? It's time to beat feet, green stuff. Yeah, let's get out of here, Kermit. I love it. Chase music is one of our best riffs. (laughs) Uh, Hold it, Dr. Teeth. What's up ahead? Uh, It's only an old ghost town. Fine. Listen, you go back and tell Doc Hopper I'll be waiting for him there. What? What? Kermit! Listen, I can't spend my whole life running away from a bully. It's time for a showdown. So we get the old western-style showdown in a deserted town, but first, Kermit meets Dr. Benson and Beaker. Uh, hey, listen, I'm going to check things out. Uh, everybody stay in the bus, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey, Kermit. Huh? Can I take Animal for a walk? He needs some exercise. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. What is that? That's one of my latest inventions, a musical rotating rain barrel. Oh, oh yeah. You see, I'm Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, and this is my assistant, Beaker. We live here perfecting useful inventions. Come in, come in. Welcome to our laboratory. Please don't touch anything. Uh, is this the only street in the town? Uh, yes, yes. Hey, what are you dudes doing in here? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. We're perfecting our latest invention, Instagrow Pills. Yeah, well, what in the name of Fat Swaller is that? A four-foot prune. A four-foot prune. Yeah, man, well, what else do these pills make big? Oh, they work on anything, but the effect is sadly temporary. Oh, no. Hey, 
damn it, here comes Doc Hopper. I know. I'll be ready for him. Okay, Frog. Where are you? I'm here. I'll meet you in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah? Man to Frog. Hopper. All right, Frog. One last chance. You gonna do my TV commercial live or stuffed? Hopper, what's the matter with you? You gotta be crazy chasing me halfway across the country. Why are you doing this to me? Because all my life I wanted to own a thousand frog leg restaurants, and you're the key, Greeny. Yeah, well, I've got a dream too. But it's about singing and dancing and making people happy. That's the kind of dream that gets better the more people you share it with. And, well, I found a whole bunch of friends who have the same dream. And, and it kind of makes us like a family. Do you have anybody like that, Hopper? I mean, once you get all those restaurants, who are you going to share it with? Who are your friends, Doc? Those guys? Max? I got lots of friends. Max, for instance. Max. I don't think you're a bad man, Doc. And I think if you look in your heart, you'll find you really want to let me and my friends go to follow our dream. But, but if that's not the kind of man you are, and uh, if what I'm saying doesn't make any sense to you, well then, go ahead and kill me. Kill him. No, wait, please. saves a day with the growth bills and it's on to meet the king of Hollywood Lou Lord played by Orson Welles and Chorus Leachman as his secretary Miss Tracy yes Mr. Lord I'll have those deal memos for you in a jiffy mm-hmm. oh I'm sorry Mr. Lord can't be disturbed by anyone he's packaging a blockbuster mm-hmm. Kermit, look, it's one 
Yeah. Like a dream come true. Well, don't count your tadpoles until they're hatched. I still have to audition, you know. Hey, there ain't nothing to it but to do it. And where do you think you're going? Oh, hi there. Uh, I'm going to audition for Lou Lord. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't just walk in here off the street, you know. Especially not with all these animals. Animals? Well, what's wrong with animals? I'm animals! This is a movie studio, not a you. Besides, I'm allergic to animal hair. Now get along, all of you. Uh, no, no, wait a, wait a second. Uh, see here, miss, I may not be one of your fancy Hollywood frogs, but I deserve a chance. And we're going to stay right here in this office until you let us in to see Lou Lord, aren't we, gang? Huh? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah. We'll just sit right down and wait. Hello, securities, Miss Tracy. Uh -huh. I want to report oh. it. Yes, yes, yes. Shake, yeah. shake. Come on. Shake it. Yeah. That's it. Do 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 it. Yeah, go get him, man. Oh, way to go. Allergies are nothing to sneeze at. I'm allergic to cats myself. Okay, way to go, guys. Uh, thanks, miss. Well, friends, <clears throat> this is it. Mr. Lord, uh, forgive the interruption, but I'm here to audition. Yes, yeah, yes, audition. yes. Uh, we've come over 2,000 miles to... Uh, 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 oh, boy. Uh. Connie, we're all with you. Uh, 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 please, sir, uh, my name is Kermit the Frog, and, and we read your ad, and, well, we've come to be rich and famous. It's Tracy. Prepare the standard rich and famous contract for Kermit the Frog and Company. And it's really that simple. All you have to do is have a gang of friends, and you too can be rich and famous. Then Sweetums crashes through the film screen, and we get the end credits at the theater. Go home! Go home! Bye-bye. The end! <laughs> After the credits, a message of, This film is dedicated to the memory and magic of Edgar Bergen, who died before this film was released. Bergen's career was definitely an influence on Jim Henson. The Muppets and the first three films are really works of art. Jim Hansen and those that helped create the Muppets were absolute geniuses, and their work will live on for many future generations. All right, some fun facts. Jim Hansen spent an entire day in a 50-gallon steel drum submerged in a pond for the opening scene of Kermit the Frog in the Swamp. In a 2004 interview, John Landis revealed that he was the puppeteer for Grover during the final sequence, as Frank Oz was busy operating Miss Piggy. Landis also noted that Tim Burton was amongst the many puppeteers in the finale. 
Now, the illusion of Fozzie driving the Studebaker was achieved by having a little person drive the car via remote control from the trunk and using a television monitor to guide his steering. The puppeteers would lie on the seat or floor and not see a thing. There was a deleted subplot that followed Statler and Waldorf, who turned up at various points in the movie to comment and, of course, heckle to the main action. Now, that would have been awesome. All right, we have two guests. One, Joseph Staub, a frequent guest of Damn Good Movie Memories. He has lots to say about the Muppet movie. And then my co-worker and friend who I mentioned earlier, Stephanie, she joins us again to talk about the Muppet movie. And I will be back next week to talk about yet another random movie from my DVD collection. All right, we're back with Joseph Staub. Welcome back, Joseph. Thanks again for having me, Brian. No problem. So I had no idea because we were we sometimes do some of these interviews in batches and we were going through some of the upcoming episodes. And, and one of the, the movies that stood out for you, you just immediately lit up was the Muppet movie. And you're a huge, huge Muppet fan. And so you, you, you definitely wanted to do this one. So I'm happy to have you on for this. Well, yeah, thanks again for having me. This is definitely this. This is one of the big ones for me. Uh, I'm like you said, I'm a huge Muppet fan from a very young age, just seeing a lot of the Muppet movies. I mean, I had Muppets take Manhattan on VHS from like age one. Wow. Seeing those movies and seeing some of the later ones, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course getting into the Muppet show, which I have the first three seasons on DVD. Gosh, darn you, Walt Disney. Why will you not release the last two? I know. Um, but I have pretty much anything Muppet related. I, I own it. And it, it, they are truly one of my favorite like entertainment groups. Just so funny and so entertaining and charming and much more adult than people realize. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I enjoy coming back to it. There are so many movies that I'm just like I've grown out of just because even though I loved them when I was a kid, there's a certain point where you leave some of that behind. This is something I don't think I'll ever grow out of just because every time I watch these movies – I find something new and I have a new thing I have a new joke that I didn't get before that I laugh at. And I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I never realized how funny that was. Yeah. That's a perfect point. And I think that was, that's the reason why these hold up so well is because of course the kids get it for like, cause they're puppets, but it's really uh, the audience is for adults in many ways, almost like the original Looney Tunes cartoons or exactly. Rocky and Bullwinkle. And, you know, those are the same things like when you make them smart, then you get a little bit of everything. I think that's why Pixar is so good. Uh, too, because they don't just try to to dumb it down for kids. If you get the adults too, you're gonna have a huge hit. I think that's why the the Muppets have always um, kind of persevered through everything. And it's funny you mentioned Muppets Take Manhattan. That was definitely the first Muppet movie I remember seeing because uh, that came out in '84. So I was about uh, five or six. So yeah, so that was a perfect time. And then I went back, and I'm sure I saw. Uh, the Muppet movie on television. So uh, we'll get into the, the the first Muppet movie. And yeah, so speaking of the adult thing, the the amount of cameos in this film is terrific. <laughs> so what are what are your who are your favorite cameos in this? And then before we get into that, who is your favorite Muppet? Uh, so my favorite Muppet, it, it goes back and forth. I mean, of course, Kermit, just because mm-hmm. he's so relatable. He's sort of he's the the straight man to reacting to everybody else around him all this insanity that's going on around him and then of course i love fozzy and gonzo mm-hmm. and, and just uh dr teeth and electric mayhem are just especially in this film oh they, they add so much to the, the scene that they're in and 
I, 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 almost all the Muppets, I, I, I really enjoy it. Kermit, I'd probably say, is my favorite, though. Okay. But as far as the cameos, I'm glad you brought that up, because I made a list of some oh, good. cameos in this movie. Of course, being a huge James Bond fan, Telly <laughs> Savalas. Um, yep. Most known to people for playing uh, Kojak. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know him, of course, as Ernst Stever Blofeld in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Right. Um, of course, Steve Martin as the waiter in the tiny little shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just amazing. And then probably my favorite in the entire movie is Mel Brooks as Professor uh, Craftsman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> as a huge Mel Brooks fan, the fact that he can come in and do Mel Brooks in a kid's movie for five minutes and get away with everything. Yeah. And it is just amazing. And that's like what I was saying about not pulling any punches. Mel Brooks is doing Mel Brooks. He's doing things that he'd be doing in an R-rated film. That's right. In this and completely getting away with it. And it's amazing. Yeah, because no one, as as much as I like the Great Muppet Caper and Muppets Take Manhattan, this is probably the most um, adult oriented, I would say, with with the humor, and I think that's why it probably holds up the best. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. This is of of the first three of the classic three. I'd say this is definitely the most adult of the three. Even yeah. though Great Muppet Caper still has a lot of really adult jokes. Sure, I, I'd say Muppets Take Manhattan, apart from a couple lines by Janice, because of course. <laughs> Yeah, um, is probably the most kid friendly. Um, but even all three of them have really adult moments that I, I just can't get over. And every time I, I see, I just sort of I light up. It's like seeing the little hidden Easter eggs in all these movies. <laughs> every time I watch these movies, there's a new little joke that I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, a big part about the Muppets is the music. And oh. so. What are your, what are your favorite songs from from this film? So this is this is definitely one of my favorite soundtracks for any movie, just mm-hmm. in general. It's I own this on vinyl. Oh, uh, nice! I, I I adore this soundtrack. Music by the legendary Paul Williams, who still mm-hmm. has a career even now. I mean, yeah. he, he won a Grammy a couple of years ago for doing stuff with Daft Punk. The music in this film is some of my favorite, even by him. I and mean, he's done so much that I I, I adore. Would Phantom of the Paradise. Some yep. of the work he's done. He wrote Rainy Days and Mondays for the Carpenters. He wrote Old Fashioned Love Song for Three Dog Night. But on top of that, he wrote one of the most iconic songs in film history, which is what opens this film. Is That's Rainy right. Connection. And mm-hmm. on top of that, he has a cameo in the uh, El Slizo Cafe as the <laughs> piano player. Yeah. Um, but this this um, this soundtrack is phenomenal. Just even going through all the major songs, Rainbow Connection is one of my favorite songs of all time. If I listened, if I put together a playlist of songs that just make me radiantly happy, that would be one of the top songs on that playlist. Yeah. It just brings something out of me from when I was five years old till right now. Of course, moving right along, mm-hmm. great sort of buddy road trip, going back to sort of uh, uh, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby in the road movies. Yeah. Uh, oh, good sort call. Of that. And just a little the little uh, quips between the uh, verses that they just sort of say back and forth that it's just make, make the song that much greater. Um, can you picture that? I, I really, that's, that might be one of my favorites on the, on the soundtrack as well. Uh, yeah. Just Especially when you listen to the lyrics and some of them are just like out of nowhere. It's just like, Oh, that was an interesting lyric to just drop in the middle of a song. Oh yeah. One of my other favorites is Gonzo's song. I'm yes. going to go back there someday. That, that, yes. that one is really Especially since Gonzo never really got that many songs. 
that that became sort of his his song to the point where they even I think they did a different version of it in uh, Muppets from Space in the late like the late nineties. They did like an mm. up to, uh, updated version of that because of that movie was mainly about Gonzo, but um, that became his sort of his rainbow connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the the finale song, the the epic suite of uh, uh, Magic Store. Yeah, and reprise of Rainbow Connection, that that hits when the when that ends with the giant rainbow and the entire Muppet cast with the Sesame Street cast and everybody just there singing along with it, oh that hits hard. <laughs> oh definitely, I, I'm really glad you brought up. Uh, I'm gonna go back there someday because it's the pr- most like serious song too. It's not serious in the sense of it's not a downer. It's it's almost um, uh, it, it's not sappy, but it's it makes you reminisce i guess like on better times i think it connects that way and i and yeah gonzo kind of gets his his free bird here you know that's his that's his go-to song so i'm really glad you you brought that up one of the fun things i always enjoyed as a kid was the opening and the closing so them watching their own movie in the mm-hmm. theater those were always some of my favorite scenes what are, what are some of your favorite scenes and i i was going to mention those as well just sort of the, the just the small talk between all of them right especially even the ones that aren't in the film proper so like Statler and Waldorf, or mm-hmm. Swedish Chef, or New Zealand with his uh, boomerang fish, yeah, <laughs> or uh, Harry blowing everything up, yep, and just the way that they're just talking back and forth, and it's it's just great, and I love, and then Sweetums finally catching up with them, breaking through yes. the screen at the end, um, always a day late and a dollar short, poor Sweetums. always, um, always, <laughs> the one that always stood out to me when I was little was I want to watch the movie with the giant animal. <laughs> that was always how this movie stuck in my mind. Not from Rainbow Connection, not from anything else. I want to watch the one where Animal gets huge and scares everyone away. <laughs> that that was sort of how it stuck in my mind as a kid. And still, I, I love that scene. The way that they filmed that was really interesting. You know, we go back to the the theater scenes, the puppeteers, the, the, how meticulous they were. Because if you actually watch all of the people like that, are, that they're not being focused on, but they're still acting like they're actually acting. You know how like, you know, certain character actors or, or certain uh, fill-ins are supposed to still act. The puppeteers do the same thing with the people that aren't like the main um, people that are sp- you're supposed to focus on. So I think that the attention to detail in, in these films is really amazing as well. Yeah, and I, especially the attention to detail when you're dealing with something like puppetry. Right. It would be so easy to overlook so much stuff. And, oh, especially when, oh, it's just a kid's film. Mm-hmm. They can suspend their disbelief much more than an adult can. But the fact that you can watch these movies back as an adult and it's just such meticulous filmmaking. Yeah. And it looks so good, especially a movie that came out 41 years ago. Yeah. This movie is 41 years old and it looks amazing, especially it if de- you get like the Blu-ray. Oh, the remastering on the Blu-ray makes the film look even better. It does. It does. And, and you bring up a good point, like seeing Kermit ride a bike like that is not easy. And playing the banjo, the fact and that they had, to, the banjo. they had to make a mechanical Kermit that could still be operated both by puppetry and by the mechanics. So he can be strumming the banjo while Jim Henson has his hand up its back right. singing along with the song. And that's where you actually uh, you believe these these creatures are real. And that's that's the the power of, of the Muppets and Jim and the genius of Jim Henson. Exactly. So uh, some more th- more thoughts. You you love this movie. What are some of your other standout uh, things about this movie? So for me, it's the, the dialogue. The dialogue makes this movie. 
so much fourth wall breaking dialogue that it's sort of it's so interesting where you have like Kermit constantly kind of looking out at the audience, reacting to everything that's going on around him. <laughs> the, the Harry Krishna joke. Oh yeah. And um good grief it's a running gag. Mm-hmm. And uh just all the running gags with uh it's a myth, myth, and then uh Carol Kane turns <laughs> around every time. Yes. Coming out from behind a billboard. They're out they're driving in the country and Carol Kane just pops out from behind a billboard. Yeah. And it's it's great when they're in the church with Letcher Mayhem <laughs> sort of just reciting the whole movie. And and just the lines of Letcher Mayhem oh, Zoot skipped a beat again. Yeah. <laughs> or no, Zoot skipped a groove again. That's right. Little. This is a narrative of very heavy duty proportions. Um, just all the little one liners that the, the, the characters get in, and every character gets these one liners in. Like, every single character has something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scooter. Why? Is he the man with the plan? No, he's the man with the van. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, where, I'm assuming you would rank this the first of, of all the, the Muppet movies? Probably. Probably. Okay. This, 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 or. Probably Muppet Christmas Carol will be they'd be my top two, and I, I'd say nine times out of ten I'd put this one on top. Okay, it's so funny because I I've never I think I've seen Muppet Christmas Carol briefly, and I saw the newest one, not the one that not the sequel, but the the first new one, the original one with the Jason Segel one. Correct, correct, and I, it was fun, but it's it's tough. Yeah, because, I'm, yeah, I'm not a big fan of either of those two newer ones. I kind of mm-hmm. cut it off with like the '90s stuff. Got it. But yeah, I yeah. would. Highly recommend watching Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul Williams does the score. He does okay. the songs. Um, it was his only, the only other Muppet movie he ever did the songs for was Muppet Christmas Carol, other than the original Muppet movie. Michael Caine's acting is phenomenal. The way that they portray each of the Muppets into the roles is great. The the way the the roles that they're assigned are great, and the fact that Gonzo and Rizzo are narrating it, it's so much. It's so much fun. It's just it's it's a it's a heartwarming film, but it's also hilarious. So that's the fourth one that came out. So it, there was a so after Muppets Manhattan, that was the next one. Yeah, but it was the first. Wow. One after, it was the first one after Jim Henson died too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first one that Brian Henson directed. That's a shame. Do you know? I mean, any of the backstory of why they didn't make another movie after Muppets Take Manhattan? I I think it's because I mean at that time they of course Jim Henson was doing Fraggle Rock. Right. And I, I'm not sure what what the whole backstory was. I mean, they all sort of had a turn at directing. Is I mean. Mm-hmm. Lou Gray directed this. Jim Henson directed uh, Great Muppet Caper. Frank Oz directed oh, uh, Mistake Manhattan. Right. And um, I'm not really sure why there was that gap between 84 and 91, I guess it was. 91. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 92. Yeah. 92, some, somewhere along there, but it was the almost 10 year gap. So Muppet Stick Manhattan was 84. Fraggle Rock was 83 to 87. Mm-hmm. So Jim Henson was in on that for four years. That was sort of his baby for those four years taking right. a break from the Muppets yes and in 89 was when he sold Muppets to Disney ah uh, okay okay uh, so I guess there was sort of a break I guess Jim Henson just kind of wanted to take a break I guess because I mean they cranked out three films in what five years yeah exactly and yeah. coming off of five seasons of the Muppet show I guess he kind of I guess everybody probably kind of wanted a little bit of a break from those characters and I guess that's why he did Fraggle Rock but then when he sold it to Disney and then he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, 92 was when Muppet Christmas Carol. So it was eight years between yeah. those two films. And then it was another four until Muppet Treasure Island came out. Right. Muppet Space was 99, but that was Columbia Pictures. That was outside of Disney, mm-hmm. um, which that was sort of under the radar for most people. That one 
I, even though I love it, it's a terrible movie. I love it. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> well, as uh, they always say, timeline. You're you're a kid. Oh yeah, so, that was like yeah. one of the first ones. I, that the those because Muppets Take Manhattan and Muppets uh, Muppets from Space. Yeah. they were the ones that were easily accessible at like Walmart. Those were the ones that were getting sold uh, for five bucks on VHS and DVD. Right. They they were the only two that weren't owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. So Disney never even put out uh the first the other four on DVD until like oh five. Mm. When they did Kermit's 50th anniversary, the, that that series, which I have those DVDs as well, I have like, I have like four copies of all of these films. <laughs> like, true fan. My, my Muppets collection is vast and wide spanning. Um, <laughs> well, again, we we kind of went off on a tangent, but it was all connected to the Muppets because Disney does own the Muppets now. But uh, thank you again for doing this, and uh, next time we do, then we'll probably be doing the Great Muppet Caper next. So when we do that, I will definitely have you on again. I'm going to take one last moment here to uh, sure. plead, with Disney, plead with Disney. Um, Please. Now that you have Disney Plus, you don't have to pay to do all this crap with the DVDs. Just put seasons four and five of The Muppet Show on there. Yes. Please. Yeah. Please. Like, and that's one th- I'm, I'm fine yeah. with seasons one through three on DVD. They haven't even put that on there yet. No, I know. They haven't put any of The Muppet Show on there because they have that new thing coming out. But um, that Muppets Now or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But... um. I really hope when they finally put the Muppet show on it, they'll just go all out and put the last two seasons on it because they're, they're readily accessible on YouTube and the quality's not bad. So it's not right. like, and the quality of the DVDs wasn't great either. So they don't really have an excuse. I don't, I think it was rights issues or something, but now that it's on streaming, they don't have to, I don't know if the, the rights are different, but I think it should be way easier for them to just be able to put those last two seasons on Disney plus. And for nothing else, I just want to see the star Wars episode. Gosh, darn it. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, I If you're a fan of the Muppet movie, you need to watch all of the, the Muppet show because they're right around the same era. So yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. You had the Muppet movie coming out between, I guess, what, seasons two and three? Yeah. And then the Muppet Great Muppet Caper came out between four and five. Yeah. And you could tell because even those two movies, even though they were two years apart, were vastly different in totally. like, style of Muppets. Because you look at season one of the Muppet show you would hardly be able to recognize some of the Muppets. Like it's, it's hard. Cause like, Oh Gonzo yeah. was completely different. Fozzie was like depressing. Yeah. Fozzie was straight up depressing. On, like, the first <laughs> couple episodes of the Muppet show. And Miss Piggy didn't even look like herself at all. No, no, exactly. Like, you sort of see as the Muppet show goes on each season, you sort of relate that season to one of the movies. Yep. And that's, it kind of reminds you of the Simpsons. Cause they're really yes. Simpsons. It was like nothing like what they turned into as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Joseph. This was great. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. I, I really, really enjoyed talking about this. It's, like I said, it's one of my favorite movies, and I cannot wait to talk about more Muppet movies in the future. Perfect. Thank you again, Joseph. Thanks, Ryan. So we are back with one of my favorite people in the world, and and one of the perfect people to discuss this next movie. Not just because she has always a lot, a lot of great stuff to talk about, but because. She's the only person I know that has an amazing ringtone with the Rainbow Connection, and that is Stephanie. You've heard her on on past episodes. She was on the, I think it was the our, our favorite romance movies with your with your twin Lindley. So this is great to have you back on, Stephanie. Oh, thank you, Brian. It's so good to be here. You're one of my favorite people too. So this is really really fun. Well, this is going to be a love fest, just like the Muppet movie. And uh, so first, we got to talk about if you don't want to divulge too much, who who is it that calls? Uh, who was Desin- who is the designated Muppet movie ringtone when, when that goes off? Oh, that's for everybody. Uh, that's, okay. that's probably like my favorite song of all time. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's always. <laughs> it's, it's the always universal fun. ringtone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, in the house, too. Yeah, I love oh, it. Oh, gr- 
Great. Anyway, because we'll, we'll be in the middle of meetings. We'll be in the middle of just a quiet, you know, before when we were in the office and then all of a sudden blasting away, we hear Kermit and it's it, it always makes us laugh. We love it. <laughs> yeah, I always forget to turn it off. I feel so bad. <laughs> well, the best part is watching you rush and you're like, shit. Right. Oh, no, shit. <laughs> that just makes us laugh more. <laughs> so we'll go back to the very beginning. I'm assuming you saw this in the theater when it first came out. Yeah, in fact, I was a really big fan of the TV show. You know, sure. um, I, you know. Again, I'm I'm older, and when I was a kid, there just wasn't a whole lot on television for kids at night. You know, right. your your parents pretty much controlled what you got to watch. So, you know, Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday nights, and then the Muppet Show. Like those were the two things, and I looked so forward to it, and I loved the format, the sort of <laughs> sketch comedy, um, because you know we weren't allowed to watch SNL. Um, right. So, right. I really loved the Muppet Show. So when the Muppet movie came out, it was it was it was really really exciting for us. Yeah, I think we were there. I was asking because I knew I was going to talk to you. I was asking my mom about this, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, opening weekend." You know, we were there, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's so my jam, Brian. Like that that movie has everything. You know, it's <laughs> it's it has you know it's the hero's journey, right? Like right. Kermit's in the swamp and he like has so many dreams and hopes and wishes. And, you know, he goes off in pursuit of all of them. And, you know, he wants to make millions of people happy. (laughs) Absolutely. What's not to love? (laughs) I think the brilliant part about the Muppets is they, you really think of them as real people. I mean, and they did an amazing job. And this is 1979 where the marionettes where, you know, he's riding the bike and you can, and it looks like he's riding the bike. It's, it was amazing. So it must've been mind blowing seeing it on the big screen when it first came out. Absolutely spectacular. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. Like for, for me, they felt so real. And even to this day, uh, just recently they were on, Oh, on the, on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. they had a sing along, and the Muppets were <laughs> in the sing along. Even Miss Piggy to this day, like I, I totally like believe she's <laughs> real in there. It's, it's so well done. So we'll get into what is your favorite Muppet? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, hands down, it's Kermit the Frog. Okay, um, I, I am like I think Kermit the Frog is kind of my alter ego. I'm, I'm a mix of Kermit the Frog and I think Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Those two things are possible. I'm a, I'm a Disney baby. So um, yeah, I just uh, Kermit the Frog and I, that just is, I, he's so, Kermit is so earnest, you know, yeah. he just wants so desperately to do the right thing. And all of these folks come along to help him, but also to really challenge him. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel kind of, I feel this <laughs> connection <laughs> with him because that definitely feels like my life. I feel very, very earnest, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in, you know, in this pursuit of uh, making people happy. Like my baseline is joy. Like even when right. the world is falling apart, I just am naturally happy or I find a, a way to be happy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, Kermit is by far my favorite. Totally respond to Kermit and his like whole journey and experience. So it's funny because Kermit's almost got, or yeah, I'd say Kermit has a little bit of Charlie Brown in him, but he wins more because <laughs> Charlie Brown never wins. And that's just a... That, that goes to that side character. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of Charlie Brown and Kermit in the movie. What is your, we'll go through, we'll go through this. What is your favorite song in this particular movie? Besides the rainbow connection, of course. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, to prepare for this, I was, I was reviewing the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack is amazing. It really is. Um, and you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So this wasn't something that we had in the house. 
Um, but I thank goodness for like Spotify because it just brings it all back, you know, for how great it is. I mean, yeah. I love moving right along. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, I use that sometimes too with the kids <laughs> when, when we can't, you know, like when we're rushing and they're, I can't get them to do things. Uh, you know, I start singing that song. <laughs> I, I love, can you picture that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, can you picture that is pretty, pretty powerful. Um, again, though, how do you pick just one? Because then I'm going to get back there someday. Yeah. Um, who sings that? Uh, uh, Gonzo. Gonzo, yeah, and yeah. that's the heartfelt song. I mean, you actually we, we could shed a tear. Like that's probably the most earnest part of the whole movie. I love that scene with Gonzo. That's such such a beautiful song. So yeah, it's it's hard. Uh, yeah, I think definitely those three songs. But then there's also the piano bar. Uh, yes. Uh, I hope that something better comes along. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah, the Salizo Cafe, which is a great yeah. name. So you, you mentioned the bar. There are so many great cameos in this film. And mostly, I mean, younger folks aren't going to appreciate it as much, but really classic Hollywood in this film. So uh, of the uh, the guests, what, which ones stick out the most for you and which ones did you enjoy the most? I think Steve Martin is in it, yeah. right? Yes, the, 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 the rude waiter. Yes, Steve Martin was hilarious in this. Um, and then you have Paul, Paul Williams is in this. Yep. He does all the music too. He wrote all the music. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who else did it? Oh my gosh. There were so many. Oh, Bob Hope. He was the ice cream vendor. That's oh, right. Richard Pryor. Hands down, Richard Pryor. <laughs> He's but, the balloon vendor. Yes. And then you had, okay, you had Mel Brooks. Yep. Um, oh, Mel Brooks is amazing when he plays the, the crazy scientist. Yeah, he was incredible. Oh, and Carol Kane, of course, Carol Kane. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's funny, like all the blazing saddles. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're right. Madeline Kahn, Mel Brooks. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Wow. Yeah. Of course, Leachman is in it. Yeah. She plays the secretary. Of course, you gotta have Orson Welles and all these, even though he's only at the very end. So Orson Welles, I forgot about that. That's right. Oh wow. Oh, such a good movie. <laughs> so of the, because I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the whole series of films. I, I take it this is your favorite. Ranking them in order, if you can do it quickly, what, what would be, how would you rank them uh, in order of uh, your favorites? So the new ones, my kids love, right? Sure. Like sure. The, the original Muppet movie, They I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. But when they were little, um, the Muppet movie really wasn't their jam. Um mm. I mean, you know, they did not like it, but, you know, they it, they didn't love it. They loved the song, though. I used to sing it to them mm -hmm. uh, them to go to sleep. I mean, still to this day, when we're stressed out, we kind of we hum that song and we feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think like the the recent stuff that Jason Siegel did. Yes. Um, I think those are, are the best. Uh, by far. I mean, like the great Muppet caper and the Muppets take Manhattan and the Muppet Christmas Carol. The, the, uh, these weren't strong movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> didn't, I, I didn't love them. Um, Treasure Island is really weird. It's like an acid trip. I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't know. I mean, the successive films, they weren't as good as the original, but I think that the remakes um, were worth looking at. I think what Jason Siegel tried to do was special mm -hmm. um, and his whole Menomina sequence, I, right. I thought was really, really funny um, and good. So yeah, I would definitely rank those. I would, I would visit those next and maybe skip some of the, the Muppet movies from the eighties with, with all respect to Jim Henson and the team. <laughs> <laughs> Just... 
I didn't love those movies. <laughs> it's always like a lot of my friends say timeline, timeline. Cause when I first saw the Muppets, it was actually Muppets take Manhattan. So that always has a, a special place for me. But yeah, the, I think by far the best of them all is the original, the Muppet movie, yeah. um, which I think is like that for most movies. I mean, it's the, the magic of the first one is it's always hard to, to replicate. So, but that's yeah. cool. I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I think it's good that they released a new version for the new fans. Cause sometimes it does need a little bit of a, uh, modern, you know, take on it. Yeah, I highly recommend the Muppets, and I loved Muppets Most Wanted. That whole Russian vibe—it's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's, it's totally worth. It's worth your time, and if you have kids, I mean, at least mine absolutely loved both of those films, and you know, dragged me to the theater <laughs> to see the second one after I made them watch the first one. So it was good. Yeah. The younger fans, if they dig the the Muppet movie, they should watch. They try to find some episodes of the original Muppet Show because I think that is probably faithful the most to the original film. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, it really it is, is so funny. And some of that sketch comedy. So when I was a kid, we used to have a group of friends. We would put on, you know, sort of sketches. Oh, yeah. Members and charge them so they could get money to go to the liquor store and get candy. <laughs> and like we took we stole so much from the Muppet Show. Sure. Um, it's just it's, some of those bits are hilarious and informed so much of my theater work <laughs> later on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So did you re you just rewatch the movie or or have you? I I haven't I meant to rewatch the movie before we talked, but I watched okay. it again, I want to say a few months ago. Okay. And so was there anything new that you picked up or is it just does it still hold up for you watching it as an adult compared to when you first saw it as as a kid? Oh, absolutely. It holds up for me. The only thing I would say is I have less pa patience for, don't, don't judge me too harshly No, for, for Miss Piggy. I, you know, oh, really? I'm, I'm just a little more frustrated with Miss Piggy. <laughs> okay. Well, you got, we got to give me an example. So why? Well, I just feel like, you know, she breaks poor Kermit's heart mm. and so much harder for Kermit, you know, who just like loves her and wants to do the right thing. And <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, but I still love her. I mean, I, I just, I absolutely love her and I get it. She has to follow her own dreams and, and I respect that and it's fine, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's a little less respect for Miss Piggy. And um, I, I really thought, um, I, I like Animal more now as a mm -hmm. grown up. Uh, Animal was a little bit scary as a kid. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but he's like every drummer, every drummer is nuts. And so every drummer in a rock band, so he totally fits. Yeah, I think I, I bet you Animal's your favorite Muppet, right? No, actually, well, uh, yeah, I, I still love Animal. The one, the one as an adult, Statler and Waldorf are my favorites because oh. they are just those snarky movie critics that, uh, and they're just so they're just so funny. Everything they say is is great. They're just like I don't know if I'm turning into them, but like I just <laughs> I, I always think of Galen. Like when I when I see them, I think of Galen because that's yeah, Galen's so someone we work with, and he always has that perfect kind of like you know, oh, quick wit and, and dryness about them. And, and that's, they're just like that. And it's exactly spot on. It's so perfect. They're the perfect curmudgeons. I totally agree with you. Yes. So yeah. So I appreciate them more. Uh, I of course love animal. Uh, mm. Like all, yeah, that's a good question. So besides animal, who do you appreciate more now as an adult? Yeah, it's funny. And I think Fozzie, um, Fozzie mm -hmm. is also some somebody I appreciate a little bit more now, you know, the, when you're a kid, the waka, waka, waka. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's funny, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like he was the comic relief, and um, yeah, I, and 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 there was more. Fozzie had so much heart. Mm -hmm. um, there was just a lot of heart to that character, so I really loved Fozzie too. Um, and then, of course, Gonzo and um, what was the chicken's name? Oh my gosh! Oh, Camilla. Camilla, thank you, yeah. Gonzo yeah. and Camilla. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I liked her too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's also the brilliant part of this movie. My favorite scene as a kid, even today, is at the is at the end in the theater where they just uh, you see you get to see the whole crew and uh, and they're basically destroying the theater at the very end. I think that's great. And then Sweetums comes and crashes through the screen and and everything. Yeah, yeah, that rainbow comes through the ceiling and I cry. As oh adult. yeah, I didn't cry as a kid, but as an adult, I cry. There's just something very moving about that that's hard to like explain. Sure, um, no, it, it's 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 a perfect scene. The other, the other, my other favorite character is of course the Swedish chef because just, oh yeah, just the, that whole the, that just he always cracks me up and it's complete gibberish, but it's just it's he's hilarious. Yeah. Oh. So. Well, as always, thank you so much, Steph. I'm so glad you got to do this. And uh, I thought you were the perfect person to be on this episode. And so thank you again for doing it. Oh, Brian, anytime. And thank you. The Muppet movie is really, really special. Please watch it with your kids, even if they don't love it. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually, when we get to The Wizard of Oz, I think you and my mom are going to be the perfect duo for this one. I am in. Wizard of Oz, I am so in. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much, Steph. All right, dear. Take care. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com. <laughs>